Today, Glendalee Allen Vossler talks with Anne Wasco, the chair of the Canadian Roundtable for Sustainable Beef, about their program and how it's grown to include a major retailer. The Certified Sustainable Beef Program continues to, to get some pretty good traction uh, across Canada. Of course, uh, we, we started off many years ago or several years ago talking about McDonald's and we've had several restaurants come on stream since. But our most recent um, announcement uh, earlier this uh, last week uh, with Walmart Canada um, also diving into um, using on-pack certification for uh, certified sustainable beef claims. So we're pretty excited. And uh, again, the, the product continues to gain momentum in terms of pounds sold. Remind everybody what being a certified sustainable farm or ranch really means for producers. We know Canadian beef is, is produced responsibly and sustainably. But what, what is going on with the certified sustainable program is that producers have taken that extra step, if you will, in terms of having their practices audited by a third party to the CRSB standards. And uh, those standards basically demonstrate sustainability across you know, a number of, uh, of areas. And, and again, end users are looking for that third party verification. You know, folks like McDonald's or Walmart or Loblaws or Chop or Harvey's, uh, those, those end users are looking for that third-party verification in terms of uh, verifying, like I say, that one extra step uh, to, um, to the certification of the sustainable framework. What does it really mean for producers now to see Walmart come on stream like this? Well, again, anytime you're getting these, these large uh, companies that have the kind of breadth, you know, nationally and internationally of, uh, of big corporations like um, Walmart in this case, or when we when we launched with food service with McDonald's several years ago, um, you you get some some big carry uh, in terms of uh, what that means, you know, across across the entire uh, consumer base, you know, both here and abroad. So it's it's a it's a big statement um, in my opinion, and I think uh, it just continues to show, you know, they're they're the ones telling us hopefully what. What consumers are wanting, we're we're a little bit a long ways away from that that message piece. So anytime we can use our the our, our end users to help us tell tell us what what consumers are looking for, I think it's a positive story. And timing couldn't be better going into barbecue season. Absolutely, this is a great time, as you all well know, from a get out the barbecue and grill season, especially after a year of COVID. I see wholesale prices very very strong, uh, both in the U.S. and Canada. So certainly that's. Uh, hopefully a good message in terms of more, more beef on the grill this, this spring and, and this summer. Generally, talk to us a little bit about pricing in the industry and how things have, have shaken out. Well, I, I wish it was all good news, Glendalee. I think um, it's been very frustrating for producers in terms of watching what's going on at, at the wholesale price level. Um, U.S. Uh, wholesale prices, the choice cutout, are, are almost at, you know, it's at the second highest levels we've ever seen. Uh, only highest level was last spring when packing plants were, were shut down or slowed down due to COVID. So that was a supply issue. This isn't a supply issue. This is uh, more cattle than there is um, hook space, generally speaking, in the U.S. And certainly that has meant big margins for, for packers. And uh, we haven't seen cattle prices uh, at the feedlot or at the producer level you know, moving in step with that. So that it's a, it's a frustrating time when you see one piece of the market moving faster than the other. 
um, especially when we're talking about record large packer margins. I've been talking with Ann Wasco, Ann, of course, a rancher from the East End area, a market analyst and chair of the Canadian Roundtable for Sustainable Beef. For Golden West, I'm Glendalee Allen Vossler. Thanks, Glendalee. Joining us now is Jeff English with Pulse Canada to give us an update on the lentil situation with India. There has been speculation for a while now that India may be in a position to start moving some of its tariffs related to lentils. Um, you know, certainly something that our industry is watching from uh, uh, with with particular interest. We did see over the weekend some movements on the policy front with respect to um, pigeon peas and and mung beans. Certainly not crops that Canada deals with, but we have seen some pressure, I think, on the Indian marketplace. And so we're, we're keeping a close eye to see how and if that will impact Canadian lentils. Has there been anything going there lately? Yeah, we, we've continued to see a strong demand and, and certainly industry would, would back this up. It, obviously, the attention of, of a lot of people has been focused on, on places outside of agriculture per se, certainly with respect to the COVID-19 pandemic. But we've seen demand continue to be strong and certainly when you take a look at kind of um, crop forecasts as they take the crop off in India and in terms of what, if any, shortfalls they can be expecting, we expect demand to remain strong. Just wanted to get an update on the uh, situation at the Port of Montreal as, as well. Uh, yeah, we continue to monitor kind of the, the damage that the strike had, albeit it was only for a week. And, you know, Pulse Canada and our member organizations played what I would call a leading role in, in rallying agricultural groups through our Stop the Strike campaign to bring awareness to this issue. We were pleased to see back-to-work legislation put forward and passed, but we know that that can be sometimes a temporary fix. So our focus right now is on ensuring that both sides reach a deal, that they reach something that is long-term so that we don't end up in this position again in six months' time. And I think I would add to that, Corey, that you know issues like these really kind of point toward the vulnerability of our Canadian supply chains. You know, if it's not a labor disruption, sometimes it's... Uh, you know, a protest on a rail line or, or, or other issues that pop up. It seems like we're talking about these issues about every six months. And so from a Pulse Canada standpoint, and I think from a larger Canadian agriculture standpoint, you know, we're going to be renewing and have renewed our call for a broader conversation around uh, supply chain logistics in the country. It's obviously an important part for Canadian farmers to know that they've got predictable and timely service on the railways so we can get those products to market like India. And we're just not seeing that. So right now, you know, Pulse Canada is is certainly focused on helping improve that that supply chain um, sector because we know that we're going to continue to rely on it. That was Jeff English with Pulse Canada. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Glenda Lee Allen Vossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network.